Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds. It's Monday. Let's talk Chiefs football. So the Chiefs had their first preseason game on the West Coast against the 49ers Saturday night. And your thoughts on what you saw? I think they accomplished what they wanted to. Of course, winning is important, but it is secondary in this case. It's what the team does. I thought the offensive line did pretty well. It looks to me, and this may be a misperception because Mahomes only played the one series, but it looked as though the Chiefs were concentrating more on trying to establish some kind of a running game. And that's understandable with that new offensive line in there. And you do have some very good running backs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire only played a little bit. And that's why it's really tough to take anything from this game because who really was the shining light? Well, I did like Shane Bouchelle. I did think he played very well, scores the winning touchdown, had some accurate passes at quarterback. Bouchelle's not a newcomer. You know, he, he was the starting quarterback at Texas for a couple of years, lost his job there and went to Southern Methodist. And his dad played Major League Baseball. The guy's got athletic pedigree in his genes. Will he make it over Chad Henney? I don't know. Will they take a third quarterback? Who knows? I think these next two games might be very interesting as to what they're going to do. Both backups look good. But yeah, uh, Bichelle, he had that fourth quarter drive that was smoking. But he also had some help from his receiving core because some of those some of those throws were a little oh my god but they caught it and it's but you know that's the Kansas City Chiefs you're right on the money in, in what you saw also got to give props to Tim Ward man getting two sacks in that game against the 49ers it was uh, definitely good on the defense it looked good but remember now the San Francisco offensive line wasn't in there very that much. is true that is true but hey any anytime you can step up and make a play in the preseason they're, they're watching for sure that's a good thing speaking of which somebody uh, somebody Somebody's going to be cut from the team, though, that didn't uh, do a good job. And when does that happen? Tomorrow. First cut is tomorrow. They go down to 85, so that's a fairly substantial cut tomorrow. Then the next cut is only five players, and that'll be next week, I believe, August 24th, if I'm not mistaken. And then the final, the big one, when they get down to their 53-man roster, is 31st of August. And they'll be all set. It'll be the Chiefs. Now, again, there are caveats involved in this because... All the other teams cut down on August 31st, too, although some may do it earlier. Then you see some free agents out there who might just help things. Of course, that's the same for every team, too. Uh, what do you do there? How do you juggle your roster? You know what, Mike? That's for them to figure that's out. That's for the front <laughs> office and why they get pay, paid the big bucks, and that's why we talk about it after they make those decisions, uh, which is a good place to be, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm actually kind of excited because – the next uh, this Friday and next Friday, my my date book's filled because the Chiefs are playing both nights, which is great. Just go home and relax and watch the Chiefs play, which I love. But uh, that means a quick turnaround for the team. Do you think just because of the short turnaround, they're going to have any first team players seeing more action on Friday or I, less? I'm predicting more, and I think they'll play a half. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Mahomes certainly for one quarter. And then maybe for the first half, you've got to get your team gelling. Of course, you still have several weeks and a third game to go. But that third game, although this is the first year for three games mm-hmm. only, uh, would probably be something of a throwaway. Still, it's a little tough. I would think, though, you'll see the starters play a whole lot more this week. It's going to be interesting to see how they how they handle that, that third game, being the first time that being the last one, because normally the fourth game's a throwaway, but you still have some action in that third game now. 
for the first time in a year, we've got a preseason, so it'll be interesting to see how that falls into place. I, I think maybe the offensive line will be in there for even longer than anybody else because they want that group to gel, and they don't know each other all that well. It's it's a new line. These are new guys on there, and you have to learn the moves of other players and how things work out. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's very scientific when you think about it. It is. It's a dance, actually. Let's just call it a dance because as long as they're dancing, you win games. Seems that Nolan Arenado found some fire over the weekend. Uh, and maybe he was listening to me talk about lack of leadership or something. I'm not sure, but definitely the Cardinals rallying around him to get a ton of wins over the weekend against the Royals. And three home runs up in Kansas City, and that's not necessarily a home run hitting ballpark. He's kind of a streak hitter. He'll get off on tears like this. You might remember, Mike, last week uh, I said that it would be ideal if the uh, Cardinals could sweep these series and have a chance to do it because these are really weak teams, Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Kansas City's a little better than Pittsburgh, but regardless, they're both weak. And I'll be darned if the Cardinals didn't sweep them. They won all six games. Now, here is the catch. This is how difficult it is to catch up when you're behind. The Cardinals sweeping six games, six in a row, I picked up one game. Oh, my God. That's all. Just one game. That's all they picked up. There's ten games out of first. Now, here comes the real drama to the whole thing. They go head-to-head with the Brewers starting tomorrow night in St. Louis. Three games with the Brewers. Then uh, they get the Pirates again so the, and the Detroit Tigers, so the Cardinals got a great chance to pick up some ground, not necessarily against Milwaukee, but against the other teams. They're Detroit and Pittsburgh are both not very strong. But the uh, going against the Milwaukee Brewers is going to present a challenge, three, three games. If the Cardinals sweep all three games, they're still behind, but they're much closer. They're in shouting distance. If they lose the three games... It'll be awfully, awfully tough. In my opinion, the Cardinals have to win. It is essential that they win two of the three, and they would pick up a game by doing that. There's still ten more with Milwaukee head-to-head after this three-game series now, but you really want to establish a pretty good position for yourself. They're going to have to win all three series, if a realistic way to make it. And then get some help. And then get some help. So it's already going to be one hell of a mountain to climb if they can pull that off. So... Good luck, Redbirds. Uh, Roger, making a comeback. What do you think about that, Ned? I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> he is not going to be in the uh, not going to be in the U.S. Open. He bowed out of it yesterday. Is going to have to undergo a third knee operation. And at his age, he's forty. That's not old, but we're playing competitive tennis with the young kids. Yes, it is old too. And Roger says, "I'll make a decision later." May be able to come back. Also, may not be able to defend. It depends, I think, on the the significance of the knee operation. I don't think this is an arthroscope. I think this is uh, an incision and whatever uh, what they're going to do because his knee is hurting him. That's why he hasn't played well. And to recover from something like that is going to be tough. We may have seen the end of one of the all-time greats. Um, you say it was his third surgery? Third knee surgery. Same Ye- knee. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it might be time to hang it up, unfortunately. What he, of course, the man is one of the wealthiest athletes in the world. One of the wealthiest. Maybe he's certainly among the top ten, maybe among the top three. So uh, money is not a factor with him, but competitive fire is. And I can't, I can't see him giving up. I think he'll make 
something of a comeback if he can, if he's able to. But he's also the type of psychology who doesn't want to play second best. Yeah. He wants to give his all every time out. Yeah, and it's unfortunate our bodies eventually just say, screw you, we're going to do what we want. And that's the case even with a guy like him. Well, you know what? What a career. Um, so after the road race event at Indy, do you think uh, NASCAR is rethinking this whole thing? I do. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, under normal circumstances or past years. This is the Brickyard 400, and they use the Indy track, the oval track for that one. Only it's the stock cars that are on there, but they'll draw 150,000, for that event. It is a very big deal. This year they decided to change, they being NASCAR, and instead of the oval race, they had the new, newly rebuilt road road, road uh, race that goes through the speedway and into tunnels and around, and they utilize a bit of the main drive, main uh, course, but they're the opposite way. It's, it's really kind of interesting the way they have it. Anyway, yes, they are rethinking it because this was a major mess. They had collision after collision. They had two red flags. That just never happens. Red flags stop the race. Then you restart it again. They had two red flags, the second of which ended the race. And A.J. Allmendinger got the win. Allmendinger races only in road race events on NASCAR, so he's accustomed to situations like that. But the others obviously were not. They had to make adjustments in the track in which they put down, they being the folks at Indianapolis, steel, heavy metal planks, so to speak, for the uh, for the uh, cars to be able to make some of the turns in there. Those planks broke off. And I mean, there's debris flying all over, cars spinning out. They had wreck after wreck after wreck. It was a mess. So I'm, I wonder if we did the right thing here. <laughs> I mean, if you're uh, if you're trying to pull off Death Race 5000, then hell yeah, you did the, exactly the right thing. But I don't think that's what they were going for, unfortunately. Ned, you have a wonderful Monday. I will see you tomorrow.